What's your daily routine? Wake up, brush your teeth, go to work, eat dinner, go to sleep, maintenance stuff. Hopefully in between you do something meaningful. But today on Rooted Daily, we get a glimpse of what Jesus' routine looked like, and it was anything but just maintenance. Everything he did had meaning and purpose, and if we follow his example, we can too. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and between verses 21 and 39 of the first chapter of Mark's Gospel, we are given a day in the life of Jesus. And it doesn't start in the morning, it starts midday, and we see his morning routine later. But it starts out with Jesus in the synagogue. He teaches with authority, he exercised authority over demons. And the people were astonished, you know, just any old day, right? This is the typical day of Jesus. But then in verses 29 through 39, midday, we see how Jesus also exercised authority over physical illness. Uh, as soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Uh, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they immediately told Jesus about her. And so he went to her, took her hand and helped her out. The fever left her and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Uh, so here in this day in the life of Jesus, Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever. And even today, uh, a fever indicates something could be serious, right? In those days before modern medicine, before antibiotics, a fever could be really bad news. It was potentially deadly. And what did Peter do when he realized that? He goes to Jesus and immediately he tells Jesus about her. Now, look back up through the Gospel of Mark. Had Peter or the other disciples ever seen Jesus heal before? Not according to Mark. But for some reason, Peter thought if Jesus had absolute authority in his teaching and his power over demons, maybe he'll have authority here too. And Mark tells us that Jesus took her by the hand, he lifted her up, and the fever left her and instantly. She rises from her bed of sickness to full health before Peter, before the wide-eyed friends there, the family members, and it's just another day in the life of Jesus. And the disciples were soon going to realize that, that this is going to be Jesus' routine. This was going to be what he did almost every day until he died. Now, I get tired after I feel like just preaching a sermon, but as if preaching in the synagogue and casting out a demon and healing a woman from the brink of death didn't make up a busy enough day for him, Jesus was staying late at work this day. Verse 32 says, that evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick, all the demon possessed, the whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. So, you know, this man, he, he never stops. He, he's working through the night. Mark says it wasn't until the evening when the sun had set that people could bring the sick and the demon possessed to Peter's home uh, for Jesus to heal, for him to deliver them, for him to cast out these demons. 
and they had to wait until sunset because the law of Moses forbade work of any kind on the Sabbath. We know this is the Sabbath. Jesus was in the synagogue. Jeremiah 17, 21 through 22 said that the bearing of any kind of burden was prohibited on the Sabbath. And in the mind of the Jews, they distorted that to mean that even carrying a loved one to be healed would be forbidden. So as soon as the sun set, suddenly Peter's house is besieged. Mark says the whole city was gathered at the door in verse 33. They stood as this massive group at Peter's house waiting for miraculous healings. Verse 34 tells us they came with all manner of diseases. Some people were demon-possessed, and one after the other, they came to Jesus for healing. And through the night, Jesus healed. Again, it's just another day in the life of Jesus. And then the last part of Jesus' daily routine that we see is the intimate morning prayer in verses 35 through 39. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. If you want to start your day off right, this is how you do it. But remember the timeline here. Jesus, he was up all night, and now he wakes up before everyone else because prayer was that important to him. You can imagine how tired Jesus must have been after a whole day of teaching and healing and delivering people from demons. Mark doesn't tell us how late Jesus ministered, but eventually, after the whole town flocked to him, all the needs were met. And because he had a human body, he needed rest, just like we do. And we don't know how long he slept, but verse 35 tells us he arose a long time before daylight and he went out to a secluded place to pray. Why? because just like us, he needed to be alone with his heavenly father. Just as his outer man, his body, had been renewed by a few hours of sleep, his inner man, his soul, needed renewal. And to get that, he needed seclusion and he needed silence. Think about that. Soon, Peter's mother-in-law, she'd be puttering around the house now that she's healthy again, lighting a fire, preparing breakfast. Peter'd be calling everyone to come see the beach to see the night's catch. Any kids in the house would start stirring, wanting breakfast. And Jesus needed to get away from all of that and get alone with God to pray. As God, Jesus, he, he didn't need alone time with the Father. But in his daily routine, he valued it. And so he often left the, the hustle, the bustle of life to be recharged by prayer. And eventually... Jesus' solitude with the Father was interrupted by the disciples. After the remarkable events of the day before, they were ready for more. Everyone's looking for you, they said. You know, the disciples, they had this grandiose vision that their movement would catch fire, spreading throughout all of Galilee and maybe even eventually to Jerusalem until a vast army was assembled, that they could take back their land from Rome. And Jesus would set up his messianic kingdom. That, that's what they wanted. And they just didn't grasp what Jesus was all about. So sadly, he bursts their bubble. He says, no, I, I've got another plan. I know things went really well yesterday, but now we're going to leave. We're going to go to nearby towns so we can preach there also, because that's why I came. You know, Jesus knew the people, if they heard about what he just did the day before, they'd be coming to him clamoring for more miracles, more healings. But those were periphery activities to him. They, they were instrumental in establishing that he was the son of God, 
but preaching was more important because it was through preaching that people would be called to make an eternal decision. And that's a day in the life of Jesus. And, and, and there's so much more to learn there. He, he struck this balance of urgency and immediacy. He knew what he was doing was important, and yet we still see that he took time away from it all to recharge and be with the Father. It's a model for us. You know, there are some people who preach this doctrine of self-care that's essentially lounging in front of a TV for two days straight every weekend. And there may be time for that every once in a while, but Jesus' day, it looks like someone had lit a fire under him. And when he took time for himself, it was early in the morning. He dedicated it to prayer. You know, to live like Jesus is to live in that balance. It's not overwork and it's not laziness. It's recognizing the importance of the work in front of us and doing what is necessary to stay charged up until we finish it. And that will do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's Word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.